there, and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one righteous page of Talmud every day. It's a Monday. What better to start on one of these soaring notes of affirmation and kindness? And on today's pages, Tanit 16 and 17, we learn an important lesson about God's mercy. Have a listen. And why do they place burnt ashes on top of the ark? The Gemara asks. Rabbi Yehuda ben Paziz said, This is as though to say in God's name, I will be with him in trouble. Psalms 91.15 Rish Lakish said that the same idea could be derived from a different verse. In all their affliction, he was afflicted. Isaiah 63.9 By placing burnt ash on the ark, which is the symbol of the divine presence, it is as though God himself joins the Jews in their pain. Let me read this one more time. It is as though God himself joins the Jews in their pain. Rabbi Zerah said, At first, when I saw the sages place burnt ashes upon the ark, my entire body trembled from the intensity of the event. What an amazing image. The ashes on the holiest ark symbolizing God himself being there with us in our suffering. And here to discuss this momentous image is one of my absolute favorite teachers, scholars, and the host of the amazing, amazing, amazing podcast, Pod Drash, which if you like podcasts, and you do because you're listening to this, and if you like all things Jewish and Midrashic and Talmudic, which you do because you're listening to this here, take one, Pod Drash is exactly the podcast you need to download right now, and you're in luck because season two drops as they say, very, very, very soon. Here is the creator, the host, the teacher, the one, the only, Rabbi Leon Wiener Dow. Welcome back to the show. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be back. Thanks for having me. I am delighted to talk to you because I think you are exactly the person to explain to us and make sense of this profound moving image. I get a sense that it's more than just a beautiful, soothing metaphor, isn't it? Yeah, it it really is, and I and I want to um I I want to say something that the Gemara almost elides, but I think that Reish Lakish and Rabbi Yehuda ben Pazi learned the same idea of putting the burnt ashes on the top of the ark from two different verses, uh, and you mentioned it, but I, but I want to just kind of draw them both out. Rabbi Yehuda ben Pazi learns it from the verse in Psalms that God will be with I will be with him in trouble. And Reish Lakish learns it out from the verse in Isaiah, in their affliction, he was afflicted. And I think that it's an important nuance, the distinction between them, which is in the first one, in the verses of Yehuda ben Pazi draws out from Psalms, God is kind of holding our hand, so to speak, being with us in our trouble. And Reish Lakish is saying something different, and I think actually especially powerful, which is basing himself on the verse from Isaiah, that God, God's self is afflicted. In all their affliction, God was afflicted. That is to say, when we human beings are suffering, or in this particular case, the children of Israel are suffering because they're not getting rain, God suffers. Not only is God with us, but God is actually suffering. And I, and I think that What's at stake here is not just a dis- distinction between which verse they're attaching to, but really how they understand the relationship between human suffering and the divine. Rabbi Hudbin Pazi says, when human beings suffer, the divine is with us. 
And Reish Lakish kind of ups the ante and says, when human beings suffer, God suffers. That is such a beautiful distinction. Yet, where does that leave us as, as we try to uncover yet another tiny little facet of our relationship with, with the divine? I mean, out of this distinction, you know, entire theological differences unfurl, right? I mean, how do you, if, if you understand things along the lines of Reish Lakish, which moved me to no end, in other words, if you believe that when human beings suffer, God himself suffers, theologically, that leaves you in a very different place, doesn't it? Yeah, it, it does. And, and I think in that sense, maybe we should go back in order to kind of make this understand the, the almost startling relevance of all of this passage for us. I think maybe we should take a step back and understand, which, you know, those who have, you, who have been listening every day take one know, but the background of the story is that the rain is not coming and the children of Israel are afflicted. And, and what happens when we are afflicted in a very, very cute and protracted way is we take upon ourselves uh, rites of mourning. And in that sense, I think that there's something, the idea speaks to us in our in our COVID, I, I don't want to say post-COVID world because I don't think that we're post-COVID, but the sense that, that we are surrounded by sickness and we are surrounded by plague and, and what the people are called to do in, in the Tractate of Tanit is we use the people of Nineveh as a model, which is we look at ourselves and we take it inside and we say, what are we doing wrong and what acts of purification and one act of tikkun, of fixing ourselves and our actions, can we do? And I think, in order to get back to your question, what I would say is that I think that what we're being beckoned to do by racial Lakish's understanding is to think of a partnership between us and the divine. The divine doesn't just throw us out there and make the world and say, okay, good luck now, and, and if you're really, really suffering, you know, give me a call, say a prayer, and I'll come and hold your hand help you through the suffering, but somehow we're, we're being invited to be active partners and to fix ourselves and to fix the world and understand that God has something deeply, deeply invested in our success, in our turning that corner and our and making that transformation. That is such a beautiful sentiment. Before we say goodbye, I can't let you go without asking what awaits those of us who, like me, are avid listeners of Podrash in season two. Well, I am glad you asked, Liel. Uh, what awaits is an amazing season. Season two is on the subject of Alma de Shikra, this lying world. I parse along with some amazing guests, Rabbis Angela Warnick, Paul, and Bradley Shavit Arts, and a lot of others. We try to get at the way in which we, in our world, have to deal with so many levels of lying and deception. How can we go about happily and healthily in this world. I would love for your listeners to find their way over. Season one drops on Thursday, December 2nd. I will be tuning in as soon as it is available. Rabbi Dad, thank you so much for being our guest. Liel, thank you for having me. It was a real pleasure. This has been Take One, a production of Tablet Studios. If you enjoy this show, and I hope you do, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we'll be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Daf Yomi. I'm your host, Leah Leibowitz. 
And our producers are Josh Cross, Sara Fredman-Ader, and Robert Scarmuccia, with help from Quinn Waller. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. You could find us on Twitter at takeonedafyomi or join our Facebook group by searching for Take One Podcast. I hope we've made your day a little bit more Talmudic and we'll see you again soon. <laughs>